Welcome to our Making History Parenting Podcast. My name is Chase Baker, and with me, co-host Jennifer Akers. Hey, all right, so today we want to talk about the most wonderful time of the year, which is... Christmas. Of course, it's Christmas. So as parents, we know that this time of year, it can be filled with joy and nostalgia and celebration, but sometimes it can also be shadowed in stress and busyness and really overwhelming expectations. Absolutely. And the question is, how do we keep the joy joy the center of our Christmas season? And how do we direct our family's dialogue to Christ this season? How do we show our kids what it means to give joyously instead of just receiving? Mm -hmm. So today we're sitting down with a few members of our Rolling Hills Family Ministry team to talk about these questions. So hopefully our conversation today will encourage you this season and give you some tools and ideas as you lead your family into Christmas and start the conversation of joy during this busy time. Welcome to our Making History podcast, where we are having a conversation today on the topic of Christmas. So joining us today are a few members of our Rolling Hills family ministry team. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Yay! We are really happy that you're here with us today. We know Christmas is coming soon, and it seems to come quicker and quicker every year. Um, Now, Christmas should be the most joyous and peaceful time of the year, but as we know from personal experience from the lives of our families represented in our ministry areas, this doesn't always play out this way. We get we have lots to cover and lots to talk about as we cover this season. So here's what I'm gonna do. I wanna I want you to introduce yourself. So let's start with Awesome. My name is Kenley Tig and I'm the kids pastor here at Rolling Hills. My name is Kendall Kearns and I'm the student ministry worship leader for both middle school and high school. And I am Becky Kelly and I am the preschool assistant at the Franklin campus. I am Brandon Billups and I'm the central student pastor. Yay, I'm so glad you guys are here with us today. So Christmas is absolutely one of my most favorite times of year. And as a parent, Christmas morning has become especially magical in our home. It's just so fun, you know, to see the anticipation, the excitement, the pure joy on the faces of my kiddos as they're running down the stairs to the Christmas tree, their opening presents. It's so much fun, and I love it. And I look forward to Christmas morning really all year long. It's just one of my favorite times. But I would love to know from each of you guys sitting here at our table today, do you have a favorite or most memorable Christmas gift that you've ever received? Or maybe there's one that you've given that is something that you really remember So, Brandon, why don't you start us out? This was a tough one because I have a lot of really (laughs) memorable gifts, but I think the one that I probably got the most use out of were my rollerblades. I was in a a huge Mighty Ducks phase. Oh, absolutely. Lots of street hockey happening on the streets of Tyler, Texas. (laughs) Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Tyler, Texas. Yeah. Screams hockey. Listen, I'm not... I'm not trying to brag, but I might be one of the greatest street hockey players of all time, and no one knows, you know? And it's because yeah. of my awesome rollerblades. Yeah. So, yeah, my blades. That's Your my blades. answer. My blades. That's a good answer. I love it. Becky, do you nice. have a favorite Christmas gift? I do. Mine is we moved into a new house four years ago, and we didn't have room for my old piano, so we had to sell it, and I was sad. Aww. So Nate, my husband, surprised me and got a keyboard that we can put wherever we want in the house. So that's I still really playing. Good, good, good job, Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Heavy. <laughs> All right, Kendall, what have you got? I think mine is from, honestly, last Christmas, and we had Christmas at my apartment here in Nashville, not at home in Georgia. So mm-hmm. my whole family came up here, and it was very different than normal. And my mom, like, um, knew that I wanted this new guitar because I've been playing the same one since like the sixth grade. Aww. And so she got me a new one and I didn't know it was coming and she like hid it in my roommate's bathroom. <laughs> so I had to like go and find it. She like made this little like 
scavenger hunt thing and I like went and found it in her bathroom and now I have a new guitar to play that's great I love it Kenley um for me I'm probably a weird child but there's one when I was (laughs) yes Chase yes Chase is nodding nodding yes um I all I wanted was a Christmas pillow and that's all I wanted. And so, yeah, I know it's weird. But my grandma um, made one for me, and it's kind of started my like tradition of all my decor of Christmas Sweet. stuff. And I have a lot, so <laughs> it's just a sweet little memory that I Aww. have. Do you still have that Christmas pillow? Mm-hmm. It's out every year. I love it. I know. All right, Chase. Do you have a favorite Christmas gift, maybe that you've given or received? Yeah, one probably a tube TV. Back in the day, I got tube TV. It's a little small box, um, but that was fun to be able to play Nintendo on. But also, a couple of Christmases ago, what one of the Christmas gifts that we actually had given, we all gathered around at Christmas. We have a Christmas tradition. I don't know what your Christmas tradition, we'll get into that a little bit, but, but it was uh, a thing called uh, find the pickle. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. We yes. do that still. You do find the pickle? At my in-laws. Okay. Yes. find it on the tree. I have right? heard of okay, that. Okay, I've yes. never heard of this. Okay, it like, it's like weird. a, is it German? Is it a German yeah, yeah. tradition? Yes. yes. Okay. It's a, yeah. All right, tell German us. German tradition, okay. and, and you, as a family, so my parents hide the pickle in the tree. and it's so and, odd. And you. <laughs> so odd. Like, nobody knows where it is, and so, as a family, you rush the tree, yeah. and you try to find it, and you get a prize yep. based on that. And, we still and, and there's a tag attached to the, the ornament that's a very, I don't know, it talks about the, the ornament and the significance of the pickle and significance of the... So my parents thought everybody should win, right? So they bought a bunch of gear, a bunch of the ornaments, and they hit them, so everybody wins. But this particular year, um, they let us add an ornament to the tree. And so we were searching for it, and, and we all find, found it. And so we read it down the line. And so as they're reading theirs, ours, that the person who had ours was, um, her, her, it's Tara, one of, one of um, our, my sister-in-law. And it was telling the family that we were pregnant. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Sweet. and so as we, I mean, it was a yeah. That, that year was a super surprise for that's us sweet. to just to um, get pregnant in the first place and then be able, be able to tell the family. Yeah, that was that's fun. Awesome. So that's cool. So that was a long way but. to tell you. The mm-hmm. So I like this. <laughs> I like the story. The but two it, best gifts were like pregnant and the rollerblades. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've established. We've established. Best. I think okay. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we all love giving and receiving gifts on Christmas morning, especially as parents. And this is such a sweet time of the year for our children. But as a culture, we tend to err more on the side of receiving than giving. Our kids see the commercials, mm-hmm. the store ads, they hear of all their friends or what their friends are asking for. And we as adults see Christmas deals and discounts um, and the, the new releases and specials during the holidays. And before we know it, we're solely focused on what we can get instead of what we can give. So I want to know, in a culture that is so absorbed with receiving, how do we help our kids understand the joy of giving? Kinley, can you start us out? Yeah. Um, I think one way, there's some practical ways that I was thinking about this, is that just streamlining the way you even give gifts to your kids. I know um, Nick Allen, one of our um, campus pastors, he does something you want, something you need, something you wear, something you read. Mm-hmm. And it just makes it simple for the kids to know they're, they already know what they're getting. It's not a competition between their siblings of who has the most. Um, so I think that's a really great way. And then I think you can even share to that of something to share. And that could be something they do as a family, whether it's introducing them at a young age of what Angel Tree is or Operation um, Christmas Child or Toys for Tots. Mm -hmm. And that's something they, it's kids their age that they're giving to give back to, which I think is really, really important. 
in a really practical way that we did it as a family was, and I know it's all about different families and different tra uh, traditions that you have, but we are one of those families that everybody takes their turn opening mm -hmm. yeah, the gifts. Yeah. We're not a, everybody yeah. at the same time. Rush, mad yeah. rush. Yeah, and then you, don't, <laughs> you don't get to see the joy of the gift that I gave you if you're opening it when I'm opening my yeah. gifts. So just even taking the time to see that, that just shows like the time you took to find a gift for someone, they get to see the joy of them opening it. And I love that. That yeah. made, today I still would rather give a gift and get to and see the joy. It. Yeah, mm -hmm. to get to see the joy that they have when they open it, which is um, just a really special time. And it makes it last longer, which is it really does. good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. Um, and then ultimately just explaining to them what the meaning of Christmas is. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why we give gifts is because Jesus was ultimately yeah. the greatest gift. So I think mm -hmm. just taking those moments to have those conversations and starting from an early age that that's just part of your tradition, yeah. constantly talking about it um, is just really important. Yeah, that idea of gift giving mm -hmm. it doesn't start in high school. We talk about right. this all the time in other podcasts is that, um, and even family, family ministry and what we tell our parents is that the idea of giving can't start whenever you, they first start a middle schooler. You know, it has yeah. to start with a preschool age group, mm -hmm. and we develop this over time. Um, it's it's multiple conversations. So, uh, Kendall, you work with students here at Rolling Hills, which you're grateful for. Can you shed some light on ways that this concept might be best communicated and put into action for our middle schoolers and high schoolers and how that affects uh, their first few years of independence as they head off to college and to young adulthood? I think what Kinley said just about modeling it for your kids and for, like, um, even Christmas morning, big things like that, making sure that you have those like intentional mm -hmm. processes in place to make sure that your kids are seeing how you're intentionally giving, um, not just because of the gifts, but because of relationship and, and joy and all those things. And I think as they grow up, they have all these different things coming at them with social media, mm -hmm. Instagram, they see all these new things and they want all these new things. And it becomes more and more about the gifts and what's new and what's shiny. And I think, um, as they grow older, that conversation can start to be had about why do we give gifts? What is like the real meaning behind this? And, mm -hmm. and why is relationship the most important part mm -hmm. of, you know, what we do? And, and I think it, it starts to take the pressure off of not always having to receive the new thing and be the, the kid who has the best things, but it's about, um, giving like real gifts that actually mean something. And it's about that relationship of, um, of giving something that could ultimately change someone's life, which is giving the gospel and mm. planting that seed. And, and I think it's about um, just elevating um, what gifts really are. Um, they don't just have to be things. They can be about um, what we share with our friends and relationships that we have with other people. It's not just about what you see on Instagram, what's saturated there in that culture, but even just like day-to-day -day in relationship, um, how can you give good gifts there? And I think as they start to move on into adulthood, um, they, people just start to see that and start to notice that about people mm -hmm. and really do ask questions like, why do you not care about all these new things that are on Instagram or, you know, like if that's just not something that you prioritize and why is that? So I think as they enter into college and young adulthood, people start to notice that about people because it's so counterculture, um, and people start to ask questions. So I think it really does affect the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Christmas is a really busy time, and I know in our home, our December calendar and schedule, it, it honestly gets booked up before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, we're looking now, um, it's, you know, November right now, we're looking at our December calendar, and almost every evening has something mm -hmm. on it already. Mm -hmm. Once you have kids, it just multiplies that. Mm -hmm. So in this, like, 
busy, busy time that we're talking about, it's tough to decide what makes it onto that precious calendar that your family shares. What may, what is worthy of our time? And um, that's a hard decision to make. So um, looking at it from the um, parent perspective, especially in this busy season, how do we as spiritual leaders in our homes keep Christ at the center of Christmas? How do we make sure that that is where our focus is and not just all the fun Christmas cookie making parties and gift exchanges, but the reason that we're that reason that we're celebrating is because of Jesus. So how do we how do we focus on that as spiritual leaders? Brandon, will you start us off on this one? Yeah. So I, I think the overarching thing that we need to remember is we have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got a few things kind of underneath that. Like we've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our kids are going to hear about I don't what you call it the cultural Christmas yeah. everywhere movies, TV. And that's not a bad thing. It's just not as good as Jesus, right? Yeah, right. So we have to talk about it. Um, a lot. We have to also, we have to show. Um, so we're talking about generosity. We have to be ready to show our kids generosity. Yeah. Um, we have to be ready because if we're talking about it, our kids might call us out and say, mm-hmm. all right, well, hey, we should, you know, do this. We go, okay, we're going to, we're going to go do that. Um, and so, you know, whatever that looks like in your family, feeding the homeless or um, just as a family going, hey, who should we give a gift to? Let's decide mm-hmm. one person um, I've heard of, of families doing a secret Santa and they pick 10 people um, and then they go drop a gift mm. off on their front door um, and the kids get to go pick out those gifts and then they mm. get to go bring them. And um, so just showing kids how to be generous mm-hmm. in that season. And then um, I think the third one, and this is definitely the least spiritual of my points, but um, I think it's really important. We have to make it fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, it's a lot of times we have this viewpoint of, all right, Let's hold off on the fun stuff. Let's read the Christmas story, and then we can get back to the fun stuff, kids. And the kids sit there, listen, like yeah, not listening yeah. at yeah. all. And if that's all we're we're doing, then we're missing it. So we have to get creative in how we yeah. Yeah. talk about Christmas and Jesus with um, our kids. And so you know whether that's making Christmas cookies, but doing a nativity scene and or whatever with those cookies. I don't know how you feel about eating baby Jesus, but <laughs> maybe a wise man or a donkey That's is fine. Right. You know, it, you know, you can tell the story, you know, That's as funny. you do that. And it's fun mm-hmm. making crafts with your kids that um, tell the story, having a birthday cake for Jesus on his birthday. Everybody loves cake. Get some candles, sing happy birthday, Jesus, nice. bring that back. Right. Yep. Yep, it's a it. beautiful song right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Christmas juice. You know, Sorry. so there's there's all kinds. Actually, there's there's one family I know of that they play a game and it's called Finding Jesus. And it's it's so simple and it's really not spiritual at all. But here's what they do. On December 1st, they put out a nativity scene on the bar or whatever. And every day the mom or dad hides baby Jesus somewhere in the house. <laughs> And the kids yeah, have yeah. to find baby yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And every day the hiding spot gets a little bit harder cool. until you get all the way. And, and there's no like giant spiritual point. You just keep Jesus in the forefront yeah. of your yeah. mind in like the that. month of December. So yeah. all in all, we have to be intentional. We have to talk mm-hmm. about it. We have to show it. And then I do, I think we have to make it really fun. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Yeah. I, I love all those little, you gave a lot of great mm-hmm. practical things for us to take away, for parents to take away. We do a thing called Star From Afar. And it's, it's the manger setup, but it's coming from the perspective of the wise man. And so you hide the star, 
every day. And so they have to they have to find the star every day and every yeah, every, every night it moves cool. until on Christmas it's over the manger. I've never heard that's that. That's, that's really cool. Really that's cute. fun. That's I love adorable. it. So Becky, we know you're a mom of yes. two awesome kiddos, yes. and so I've I've personally heard and seen um, you and Nate talk about ways that you oh. model this really well in your home. So well, so what what are some ways that you sweet. guys personally make this um, really happen in your home? How do you keep Christ at the center of Christmas with your kids throughout the season? You guys have already brought up so many things that we do. Um, but we don't have a hide the star or a hide the baby Jesus game. I need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> add, add it um, in. You'll put the rotation. So when, when my kids were little, we had a breakable um, nativity set. And I remember every day when Ryder was two saying, Ryder, put baby Jesus back. Put <laughs> baby Jesus back. It's going to break. Um, but Fisher Price or so many mm-hmm. other out there have so many amazing little people yep. nativity sets. We and we one. just put that Mac dab in front of the Christmas tree mm-hmm. and literally still he's eight and my daughter's almost 12 and they love it still mm-hmm. and it has all the pieces yeah. of it and it's just like you said keeping the focus on what are we celebrating here it's you know the birth of Jesus and so that's easy I mean we we can all do that for our kids go mm-hmm. get a simple manger scene they can play with um movies that point back to Jesus the Charlie Brown Christmas movie is still mm-hmm. one of my favorites and it's one of writers but something we did last year for the first time, and like I said, my kids are a little older, we watched um, The Nativity Story on Christmas Eve. Have you guys seen that yet? Mm-hmm. It was That's good. Great. It was okay. really good. Just um, We took a break from the Christmas story that we usually watch on Christmas <laughs> Eve, and we decided to watch The Nativity Story, and I teared up watching it. It's beautiful. They did a really good job and just, you know, like Brandon said, like you have to model that for your kids. And we wanted that to be a part of something that we want to do and, um, and talk about, you know, the true meaning behind Christmas. And for the littles, oh, my goodness, there's so many beautiful picture books out there. I mm-hmm. usually still get a big basket of books out, and I put it by the Christmas tree. And there's some beautiful picture books out there for the little kids that they can just look through. And it just provides an opportunity for you to go through that story with them. And then everything you guys said about serving, the angel tree or the... Christmas shoebox, um, stuff that they do. Just involve them in picking out the gifts and wrapping mm-hmm. the gifts mm-hmm. and all good ideas you guys have already mentioned. But Yeah, I think involving them, that's the thing that mm-hmm. I keep, that I think yeah. almost everyone around the table has mentioned. Just bring them alongside. Yes. When yes. you're doing Angel Tree, when you're doing Operation Christmas Child, when you're doing all of these things that we want to try to do, just let them be part of it. Mm-hmm. Let them see what you're doing so mm-hmm. that they want to start modeling that and they want to start being... The own the, they want to start being the givers. I right. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think you guys hit it. You you said a couple of things. You, one is you model behavior that you want to see, and mm-hmm. I think that's so important. It's family ministry. We talk about that all the time for our parents. How do we um, equip our parents? Well, well, it starts with us modeling a behavior that we want to see in our kids. If we want them to give, then we're going to model giving. If we want them to share, then we model sharing. Um, if the we want them to live without. Um, such a hectic, busy schedule, then we have to find out ways to slow things down and mm-hmm. as, as busy as it is. And our schedules are going to be busy this season. But also a reminder for all of us is that we talk about these things really heavily as we approach the Christmas season and Christmas, but this is a year-round year process. Mm-hmm. Like, this has to continue January 1st. If we're going to talk about this idea of um, Christ at Christmas We've got to come back in January 
how do we make Christ the center of our year? Because if you don't, you just have to keep starting over. That's right. You just start <laughs> over. It's cycle. just, yeah, you're right. So um, this has really been so helpful for us. Mm-hmm. And to close out today, why don't we just go around the table and talk about our hope and prayer for parents this Christmas season. Brandon, you want to start us out? Yeah, I think, I think for me, you know, I think back to my <laughs> Christmases growing up, and those are some of my absolute favorite memories um, so I think just that, that parents wouldn't miss it, mm-hmm. that they would um, slow down and take those opportunities and just enjoy um, this time, the time they have with their family. Mm-hmm. That's good. Becky? I, I pray that they truly feel the awe and wonder of the season. It's so easy when you do it year after year, it get, you can easily get bogged down in it. But if you really just set the pace, like we were saying, and just sit back and like take in what actually happened here, and yeah. um, model that for your kids, too. I mean, I you kind of feel silly sometimes, but you just have to vocalize it for them so that they hear it and they can process it. Isn't it awesome that God sent Jesus? Mm. You know, isn't that awesome? And just let them kind of soak that in a little bit. I think my prayer and hope would be that there's a lot of love and laughter mm-hmm. in all the households, um, regardless of what family looks like right now. I know sometimes it's difficult for yeah. a lot of people, but just that there's a lot of love and joy during Mm -hmm. that time and that we slow down and don't miss um, that. Yeah, those are great. Um, I think a lot of things that you guys said are awesome and this kind of goes with all of it is just taking those times of being intentional but also thinking of the traditions you want to keep that have Jesus at the center of it as the most important. Because when I think back to the traditions I want to carry on with my family that my parents had, it's those that like where Jesus was the center of it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love all these ideas. And I think just a little encouragement to our parents is that I don't know what time of the year you might um, end up listening to this podcast, but just to know that even if your um, every single night of your December is booked, mm-hmm. um, think about those five minutes in the morning before you go to school and mm-hmm. those 10 minutes when you're getting ready for bed. And um, just know that every moment counts and that intentionality doesn't have to be circled around um, an entire evening where mm-hmm. everyone makes Christmas cookies, you read the Christmas story, mm-hmm. you have a movie that you watch. Those are all great things, but um, the the thing that's going to mean the most to our kids, I think, is all those little moments yep. that happen throughout the season that just ties it together. Yeah. So um, we're just so thankful that you guys have been with us here today. Thank you, family ministry team, for joining us as we talk yes, about such you. a wonderful time of year. Thank you, parents and listeners, for joining us, and um, we just hope you have a most, most amazing Christmas. Um, whenever you're listening to this and that you're able to keep Christ at the center of your family's conversations year round. So thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. We wish you a Merry Christmas.